welcome back. We are so happy to have you with us. If you are enjoying the podcast or maybe it's your first time here um, and you haven't subscribed yet, please do that and share with your friends. And if you listen, you can screenshot it and tag us on social media. We love to see um, your thoughts and comments there. So thanks for coming back. Yeah. So we're going to move into our practice notes, which is where we talk about just a way that yoga and or body acceptance practice has been showing up in our life this week to really continue the conversation about, you know, how integrated it is into everyday life. Um, So Liz, what is yours this week? So my practice notes for this week uh, revolve around remembering what you like. Um, You've probably heard me talk in the past that uh, I really love doing like anything, any hip openers make me really happy. And I've been trying to not do them because I just default to that (laughs) (laughs) because it makes me happy. But then I have really needed a lot of like hip and low back stuff lately. And so I was like, okay, there's some really fine line between like completely not doing something because (laughs) you need to focus on other things. And, um, like still integrating it. Like I can do a couple of hip openers in a practice that focuses on other things as well. And I think that can translate off the mat in also just kind of uh, remembering and knowing like little things that bring you joy that you can like easily integrate into your day. So the other day I was driving past the farmer's market and there's a plant store there that I really like. And honestly, like 10 minutes with plants, will like change my whole day. And so (laughs) I had 10 minutes and I like before I had to pick a kid up from somewhere. And so I quickly stopped in and I was like, why don't I do this more often? Like, I know that it brings me, it makes me really happy. So, you know, I think on the mat, remembering to do things that feel good and that I need and just finding ways to integrate them into just like a regular practice as opposed to being like, stop doing hip openers all of the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Either or. Yeah, 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 it can be both. And so, you know, I think also just allowing yourself ways to integrate things that make you happy and bring you joy into your day can just be helpful. Yeah. It's like a really good reminder. Yeah. Um, mine is my hips are killing me all the time now, oh, <laughs> late yeah. in pregnancy. So my muscles are tighter than they have ever been because my joints are looser than they've ever been. I think my muscles yeah. are like trying to just hold things together. together. <laughs> yeah. And the other day I remembered, oh yeah, I should roll out my hips with a ball. What a novel idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's kind of similar, like just remembering that these tools are available. Um, yep. And when I did it, it was like so painful, but also it felt so good. Um, so now I'm doing that every day just to have a little bit of relief. Ugh. But it kind of reminds me of what you talked about in our last episode where you were like, oh, yeah, I could just stretch my low back. What about that? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I could just roll out my hips. Roll my hips out with a ball. Because mm-hmm. I had been doing some little stretches, but it wasn't enough. Um, yeah. And doing the, using the ball has definitely made a difference. So just yeah. remembering the tools that we have as mine this week. Oh goodness. We make it so much harder than it really has to be. 
I know. <laughs> Being a human is so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm glad it's not just me. I'm so glad. <laughs> I mean, it might just be us, TBD, but. <laughs> and we wouldn't know because we talk to each other more than we talk to anybody else. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's hilarious. Nick and the kids are like, what is wrong with these people? (laughs) And we're just like affirming each other. (laughs) I know. It's true. I have a friend who's really good at, you know, she kind of learns something new and she just implements it and she just keeps doing it. And she's always like, why don't people do this? And I'm like, you're the anomaly, not everyone else. That's amazing. I she know. Should write a book. We, should do, we should have her on the podcast. Totally. <laughs> Definitely. That's amazing. All right. So I am going to do a solo segment up next. And I am just going to kind of go over some things that I have done that have made me personally um, in different seasons of life kind of feel more at home in my body. Um, So I'm going to talk about that. So I hope you'll stick around and listen. Hey, everyone. Thank you for sticking around and listening. As I mentioned, I am just going to share with you just four things that I have done that have just helped me feel more at home in my body, that have helped me kind of like grow as I've um, explored body acceptance for myself Um, And just on the front end, I want to say that what works for me and what's good for me is not going to be great for everybody. So I'm certainly not saying these are the four things (laughs) that you need um, to arrive at body acceptance because we also know that, again, for me personally, I don't really think that it's something that you arrive at. Um, There are days that I feel great in my body. Um, And then there are days that sometimes can turn to weeks where I really struggle to just feel at home and comfortable. And um, these are just some tools that I've used that have helped me kind of more consistently feel comfortable with myself. And for me, learn to love myself. I know we all kind of have different language that we use around that. But yeah, so I'm just going to share four things. So the first thing for me, and this is a pretty simple one, and I know a lot of people do this, is that I don't weigh myself. Um, I have not stepped on a scale probably since I was pregnant with my son, um, and he is 12 now. (laughs) Um, And even then, you know, my midwives would weigh me when I was pregnant, but I always requested that they not tell me what that number said. And I think that it's important for me because I think just from my own life and kind of being different sizes and being different um, forms of like athletic and different times in my life, I know that that number means very little (laughs) Um, as far as how healthy I am or um, what size I am or any of those things. it just doesn't feel like a good thing to me. And I think a lot of times we have like an ideal number in our head or, um, you know, I hear about BMI less and less now. I don't know if that's just um, the circle of people that I'm around. Um, 
But, you know, those numbers sometimes are numbers that are told to us, like, this is what your goal weight is. This is what you should be. And sometimes it's hard to kind of shake those things. And so for me, um, not weighing myself is just a decision to not focus on a number as much as focus on feeling healthy and strong and uh, doing the things that I need to do to make myself feel my personal best. Because at my personal best, (laughs) um, at where I feel the healthiest and the best, I am not even close to that number that they tell me that I should be in. (laughs) So I don't weigh myself. So that's the first thing. Um, I don't have a scale in my house. Um, It's not even tempting. Um, Sometimes I'll see them at friends' houses and I want to be like, why do you have that? (laughs) Uh, To weigh their luggage. That's why they have it. (laughs) Um, The other thing is, is that I wear clothing in whatever size fits me. So Nothing makes me feel more uncomfortable or feel like there's something not right with me than my clothes not fitting right. And that's, you know, like that's all for me in my head. But I have realized that like if I'm wearing jeans that are too tight, I am uncomfortable. And I am aware of the fact, obviously, that my pants are tight and I don't feel good. And it causes this like crazy downward spiral of like obsessively thinking about the fact that my jeans don't fit. Whereas if I am just wearing jeans that fit, it doesn't happen. So one, I mean, I think there's a couple parts to this. Like one, just like kind of with the weighing yourself and that number is, you know, that might mean that you have to let go of some ideal number that you have in your head, Um, which I've done. And that's like a conscious choice for me that I decide all the time that like, I'm going to let that particular number go. Um, And also know that it is okay for you to have multiple sizes in your closet. (laughs) So what you are at one place in one size, you might be a completely different size at another place. So it is okay for you if you go to this store and you like these jeans, but the the number on the tag is two or three sizes bigger than what you think that it should be. It is okay for you to have those jeans in in that size and for you to feel comfortable in your clothes and for you to feel good in your clothes. Um... If you know me personally or if we spent any time together, you know that I love clothes and I think that the way that you dress yourself for some people um, can be a tool in beginning to feel good about who you are and to feel um, at home in your body. And that's definitely true for me. I know that that does not ring true for everyone, but part of really embracing that for me has been not worrying so much about what that little tag on the inside of my clothes say that can be cut out and thrown in the trash. (laughs) So let yourself have clothes that fit you today. And if you're someone who fluctuates, have, have those various sizes available in your closet. Like I said a minute ago, not everything in your closet has to be the exact same size. Um, even if you shop at like one store, a lot of times, um, their sizes, I'm just going to say Old Navy, for example, their sizing is so inconsistent. I literally have three different sizes of the same jeans and they all fit me. (laughs) So let yourself wear 
whatever size makes you feel comfortable so you're not constantly feeling like your clothes are too tight. Just buy what fits you. So simple, but is really quite revolutionary. (laughs) Um, The other thing that you've heard me talk about a lot and that we've talked about a lot is um, I would say that if you spend a lot of time on social media, let your social media be a reflection of who you are and of things that bring you joy. So, you know, if you go through my social media feed, um, it will probably look like I have a really big ego because (laughs) a lot of the women that I follow on social media look like me or have um, similar body shapes to me. Uh, They dress the way that I like to dress. And so it's helpful for me to see images of women um, on a regular basis every single day um, that I think are beautiful and that I can look at and go, oh, like, look, she is beautiful. Um, And I definitely don't think that we should be comparing our own beauty to other people's, but there is something affirming about having these images and kind of countering other images that you might be seeing all the time. Um, And the beautiful thing about social media is that we have access to so much of that. And it is so easy to find, um, to find people that you can look at um, and go, look, like, this is a great person for me to be following um, as I am trying to encourage myself. And I mean, the other thing is, is that your social media feed doesn't have to just be people. It can be puppies. The other 50% of my feed is plants. So (laughs) that also makes me really happy. Um, And then this fourth one could definitely be difficult. um, But I have really changed my friend group. Um, pretty drastically, I would say over the course, it kind of began like eight years ago. Um, but I stopped spending time with women who didn't love themselves. And again, loving yourself is, you know, it ebbs and flows and we all have days hopefully where we really love ourselves and we have days where we don't love ourselves as much. But I stopped spending time with women who were constantly criticizing themselves. And to be honest with you, I didn't do it for myself initially. I did it because my daughter was getting to an age where she would kind of be lingering instead of being playing with like the other kids, she would kind of be lingering around. And I just didn't want her hearing those conversations. Um, But I don't know that I realized how much that it was affecting me until I stepped outside of it and began to surround myself with women who I was having conversations with about our bodies that if my daughter heard, I wouldn't be like, man, when we get in the car, I'm going to have to be like, hey, it's okay if you know you gain some weight after you have a baby and then you don't look exactly the same the next day or the next year or 16 years later or ever again. Um <laughs> And I realized like as I began having conversations with other women who were making different choices and were choosing to kind of explore what it looked like for them to embrace themselves and love themselves and feel at home in themselves, um, how powerful that was for me to just be surrounded by that. So I know that it might be hard to think about, you know, 
changing up your entire friend group. Um, that could be really difficult. And I had some other things going on in my life at the time that, that kind of made it a little bit easy. We moved to kind of a different part of town that separated me from a lot of those people. So that made it easier. And that might not be your situation, but I would definitely encourage you to be mindful of the conversations that you are having with the other women that you're around, even if you're not participating in them. Um, and maybe you are aware of yourself enough that those conversations don't necessarily affect you and how you feel about yourself. However, they're can be so much growth and encouragement when you allow yourself to be surrounded by women who are choosing um, to not have those conversations um, and who are choosing to talk well about their bodies and are choosing to give thanks to their bodies for the things that they have done for them. Um, so yeah, I would just encourage you, if any of those things sound good to you, not weighing yourself, you should definitely let yourself wear clothes that fit. <laughs> I think that is like a universal thing that could work for all of us. Um, changing up your friend group, changing up your social media feed, all of those things have been really helpful for me. I hope that you can kind of take from some of that what might be helpful for you as well. Okay, so we are back for our next segment, which is Curvy Collab, where we share a resource. And I wanted to share one of my favorite blogs that I've been reading for a long time. I don't know, maybe eight or nine years. Um, it's the Weightless blog on Psych Central, um, written by a friend of mine, Margarita Tartakovsky. And she just does a really great job talking about a whole bunch of different body image, self-care type issues um, from a lot of different perspectives. She interviews a ton of people. So if you are looking for things to add into your life as support around these kinds of conversations, I definitely recommend this blog and we will link to it in the show notes so you can check it out. I love it. I can't wait to read it. Yeah. Good. Just another thing to read. Add it to the list. (laughs) that's right (laughs) awesome all right so next we are going to talk about our gratitude for the week and I this is a funny thing for me to be grateful for um, and it seems even weird for me to say it out loud but we have gone this is now like the second week having the kids back at school and I am I the fact that this is coming out of my mouth is gross I don't even know who I am right now but I am thankful for a little bit of routine. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not a super um, routine person. Um, I never have been. Um, but I think maybe the older that I'm getting, uh, I see the benefit of having some kind of routine. Not everything, like your whole 24 hours every day doesn't have to be completely spontaneous. Um, right. So I'm, I sent the kids back to school, which I always hate. I really like the break of the routine typically. Um, and I like kind of having them around and I like collective late nights and all of that stuff. So I, you know, kicked them out of the car last Tuesday and was sad about it. 
and then, you know, kind of got back into like my routine and realized like, this is kind of nice. Like I'll look forward to the break of it, but I also am really feeling at least in the season of my life, some kind of like comfort in the routine that we have. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Someday we should talk about the differences in our work styles. This is reminding me of that when (laughs) you were mentioning it. We 100% (laughs) said I love that. (laughs) Um, Sneak peek. We're currently planned out six months and that's pretty routine. (laughs) I literally just said to someone the other day, day, um, they had asked about you going on maternity leave. And I was like, oh, it's, they were like, are you worried? Are you nervous? And I was like, no, she's got everything done like six months out. And, <laughs> and they looked at me like, really? And I was like, yes. They said, I need her. I need her. <laughs> like, I don't even know what I'm making for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm usually not this far out planned, but still. <laughs> but still, yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, but I feel like we're a good compliment in that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, my gratitude is our fence blew over in the wind last week because it's super windy where we are. Um, so it's my gratitude is not to the wind. <laughs> no. Um, but my gratitude is to just seeing evolutions in how Nick and I communicate and how we can solve mm-hmm. these kinds of problems. I because in the past... I would kind of default to what I think was probably what I saw in my own family. Honestly, Um, I would kind of wait for Nick to solve the problem. Um, Mm. But that's not really how he rolls. Like he likes to like think about it and procrastinate on it. And then that would just kind of drive me crazy. And then eventually we would get into a fight about like, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing it? You know, back and forth. Um, And so this time we took a kind of a couple days to sort of figure out what was going on. And then I was like, we actually need to fix this, especially because we have a baby coming soon. And he was like, yeah, you're right. And then we just like sprung into action and now it's getting replaced. That's amazing. How many years, just just so we can encourage anyone listening who's in a new relationship and feels like they should have figured it out. Mm -hmm. How many years has it taken you guys to get here? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. We've been together for 15 years, probably like 12 (laughs) <laughs> yeah, see? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's good to hear. That's yeah. so good to hear. Because I think we feel like we've been in this for a year. We should already, you know what I mean? Like in right. different, whether it's communication or whatever. Exactly. But it, sometimes it just takes time to like work those things out. And therapy. Sometimes it takes therapy. Yes. Also, <laughs> we're both in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> All the things. And also yes. just like seeing the same mistaken pattern over and over a million times and by me being yeah. like yeah. is this really how we want to keep operating <laughs> that's so good I love that yeah okay so we're gonna close with one breath together here we'll inhale and exhale the light in me honors the light in you namaste namaste